We're back. It's going to be all college basketball today. Tune in now. And we're finally back after a two to three week hiatus from recording. We're finally back. And even though we're back, we don't have pretty much any of the normal people. I'm with Kylie and Garrett. So we're missing some of the main guys like Seattle and AIDS. But we move on. We decided to put out some content and college basketballs just uh, just started. Um, we got all the Thanksgiving tournaments that are in full swing now. We just watched Butler get their shit absolutely wrecked by Houston. And I'm trying to pull small positives away from that game. And there aren't many to pull from. But pretty much we're going to be doing a college basketball themed episode today. Um, going to go through the top conferences, just give some highlights from the teams that we're liking and pick some winners. And then we'll go through some of the high mid-major, the other mid-major, the smaller teams that maybe you want to take a look at before um, bracket season starts, just so you can kind of have an idea of what, how these teams will look come that time. And then we'll give a little player of the year prediction along with a final four prediction. Anyway, we'll start out with America's conference, the big 10. I just dubbed that that. I don't know if that's actually the case, but we're in the heart of the Midwest, so it is for us. Um, I'll start it off with a team that I know everybody's going to really like, so we'll just get them out of the way. Purdue looks really, really good. They were preseason projected second in the Big Ten somehow, but I, after watching them play against Villanova in North Carolina, I've seen no reason why they don't win the Big Ten. Um, so there you go. That's my Big Ten pick, but they're just so complete. They have Eric Hunter, Isaiah Tom Thompson, Jaden Ivey in that backcourt. And then Brandon Newman's been solid, Sasa Stefanovic, and then their front court's just also unbelievably good with Caleb Burr, Sack, Edie, Travion, Williams. And then they have Ethan Morton given some small contributions, nothing major, but they're just very deep, well-rounded team. Um, you guys like them? Garrett, you nervous for if Purdue ever matches up against Kentucky? How you feeling about that game? Yeah, they're solid. I really like Ivy, and they they really showed that like they're legit after Villanova. They yeah, seemed they good did. after their first five, but then they got Nova. hit in the mouth early in that game too. And then they came back, yeah, and just dominated the last like what eight minutes, I think. Yeah, I think Ivy might be in that conversation when it's all said and done for oh to- one of those totally players agree. at the end. I know Kylie and I were saying. He's he's kind of like a jaw light at the moment. He plays he's a lot of similar styles to John Moran. He's bigger, Maybe not. Isn't he? Yeah, he's a little yeah. bigger. I think he's six four, but he's just as he's just as fun to watch, I'd say. Yeah, and they're well coached and they're in a big ten who's not they're deep great this year. Yeah, the Big Ten's definitely not as good as they have been in the past. Um they're down after a last couple of years where they've just been like yeah especially after Michigan sort of it's been exposed yeah so I guess segueing into Michigan unless Kyler you have anything else to say about Purdue no um, I mean I can't ever root for him but I like <laughs> some select players like Ivy uh we've been following him since pretty much he committed there and I think we've we've we kind of called it before some other people did, so we like to take that credit. But he's yeah, definitely, definitely blossomed into a great player, and I think they're gonna 
be a tough team in March for sure. They've got the depth yep. and the star power. So, All right. So moving on, I know Garrett mentioned Michigan. What do you guys think about Michigan? I mean, I haven't, I didn't watch the Arizona game. Did either of you guys watch that? No, I didn't watch it. I think, I think they'll end up being fine. Um, a lot of their key contributors are freshmen that I think just still are getting used to the college game and they've got a lot of talent. So <clears throat> I think eventually they'll figure it out. Uh, I mean, obviously the polls do too. They're still ranked 20th with two losses and their best wins UNLV. So not sure how that is, but um <laughs> I really think Diabate and Houston, Houston will really find their groove. And then just with the rest of their veteran squad and Hunter Dickinson, I think they'll end up being fine, but definitely got some roadblocks to overcome. I think yeah, Dickinson I agree. needs to average like 15, 16, 17 points if they're going to be good, 10 rebounds. I don't think they're going to need to rely on him as much. I think they need Eli Brooks to start hitting threes. I think that's a big thing. And I think Caleb Houston just needs to adjust to playing a higher level competition. You saw it through the first two games. He looked pretty good, but he was going up against not as good teams. Obviously, Buffalo is a pretty solid team, but Prairie View, A&M, isn't exactly the top tier competition. And that's been his highest scored output game. He hasn't shot great from the field either. But I think Caleb Houston's definitely the X factor for how well this team performs in March and onward. And obviously, they're going to be a tournament team. So I think I, I agree with both of you guys. They're going to grow into a very good team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was pretty high on Dickinson. Garrett and I had a little argument about him or Oscar Shibway. I've definitely leaned towards Shibway since. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Dickinson's added a little bit of a shot. Still not great. Maybe you should stop shooting it in games. But um, we'll see. Uh, moving on, I guess there's only one other, like, very, very good team that team that was supposed to be very good in the big 10 and that's Illinois. Uh, so we'll give them a little bit of credit. Uh, they're only lost so far. I don't know how the Cincinnati game's going at the moment. I know they were, it was a close game at halftime, but their only loss has been to Marquette at Marquette without Kofi. So that's pretty brutal. I mean, obviously it doesn't really tell a whole lot um, for Illinois. They're still loved on Ken Palm. They're actually the number one defensive team. Um, according to Ken Palm right now. Obviously, stats are early, so there's not a whole lot that you can really gather there. But you look at this team, they brought back a lot of players from last year. Curbelo's back. Kofi's back. Um, DeMonte's back. T. Frazier's back. So they have players back. These guys, it's, I think it's a lot – it's a very similar situation to Michigan where it's just these guys need to click with the newer guys that are going to be inserted into the lineup. The only thing that does worry about, about me about Illinois, and let me know if you guys agree – it doesn't seem like they have that go-to score like they did with Io last year. Mm-hmm. Like usually you need a guard that can go get you a bucket. I think Curbelo can develop into that guy. I don't know if he's that guy uh, solely at the moment, but I think that's what they're going to I think that's what they're going to need to kind of get to at some point in this season in order for them to be successful. Yeah, they're down six right now. They definitely need to win today, or they'll be borderline unranked. But Damn, they're down six. Yeah, yeah. Well, seven, 35, 42. Okay. So their defense is giving up a lot of points. But, yeah, Io needs to dominate the boards like he did last year. And you said Kerbella. Io's not playing. You meant Kofi, right? That's what I meant. 
Kofi. <laughs> Should have went to UK, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kofi needs to dominate the boards. All right, yeah. I think we can move on from there. I'm over Illinois. Um, I don't think they have the star power. I think Kerbell is a great facilitator. I don't think he's can be their go-to guy. We'll see how Kofi is. I don't know if he can just straight up eat like without that support that he had with Io. And um, I think the Big Ten is going to be really competitive as it always is. Um, think some of these teams have struggled out of the gates i mean i'll talk about iu i think IU's definitely a lot yeah, better than last year um definitely a all-american candidate with trace jackson davis and he's even gotten a lot better this year cut some weight and he's a lot faster and more active on the boards and blocks which is huge um it's a really good defensive team which that's what IU has been, but the offense has kind of followed it recently uh, this year. Big win over St. John's, up big for a lot of the game, and they came back. But found a way to pull it out. Seems like in the last few years it would have been a game that IU would have found a way to lose. So I guess that's a positive sign. Um, we'll see where they go from here. The non-conference really isn't too tough. Uh, the really only – remaining games that have any worry is at Syracuse and Notre Dame in the Crossroads Classic, which both should be victories. So we'll see when once they get to the Treacherous Big Ten. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of depth, a lot of promise, but if, this, if the shots aren't falling, then I don't know if Trace is like someone that they can just solely rely on because – He's got a little better of a jumper, but it's not something – he's pretty one-dimensional down low, so. Yeah. Um, for IU, you've been talking about Jordan Geronimo for a while, but I, I watched – I finally watched him play. I was actually very impressed with him. I think he's probably their best NBA prospect at the moment, um, just as a complete player. He's definitely, as you say, an OG on an OB light, and I would totally agree with that. I really like him, man. He's got a dope ass name in Jordan Geronimo. Yeah, it flows <laughs> off the tongue. Talking about Tamar Bates. Yeah, yeah Tamar Bates is—he's been solid too. He, right? I think he's gonna be really good. He's a true freshman. He's been playing really good off the bench. Um, he looks confident and he's lengthy too, which, which is nice. He's a guard, so I think if he continues to get better at shooting, he's gonna be really tough to beat. And I think him and Geronimo eventually will find their way into the starting lineup. Yeah. Okay. We actually, we do need to talk about a few more teams in the big 10, unfortunately. So EJ Liddell on Ohio state is probably going to be, I, he's definitely a first team all big 10 guy. He honestly, I think he's a sleeper for first team all American. He's been an absolute stud to start the year. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with EJ Liddell, but he's a, like a stretch four. he's kind of an undersized four. he's a tweener in the NBA, but now that's not as big of a deal. Um, and he's absolutely lighting it up to start the season. Um, let's see. So they're playing Seton Hall right now. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Right on cue. EJ Liddell's got 24, oh, 24 and five on eight of 14 shooting. So he's keeps trucking along there. Um, I think Ohio state's going to be a lot of the same from last year. Very good offensively and dog shit on defense. 
Um, that's kind of, that was kind of, that was the issue with them last year, especially when they got a horror matchup and the number one score in the nation uh, in their first game of the NCAA tournament and only game. So I think Ohio State, um, they can go as far as their defense takes them. They need to just lock down on defense, but I still think they're not a not necessarily a contender for either the Big Ten or the NCAA unless they can figure out defense. And then we can move on after we talk about probably Michigan State. I don't really need to talk about Wisconsin or Iowa, I don't think. But Michigan State came to Hinkle. And unfortunately, I was in attendance. And that was probably – yeah, I think that was probably the worst game I ever watched Butler play in person. I'm trying to think if there was a worst one or a worse one. Oh, wait, sorry. Southern when We lost to Southern Illinois. That was probably worse. But – Needless to say, Butler looked terrible. Michigan State looked pretty good, but they honestly didn't look great. They had 21 turnovers. Um, they're starting a pretty inexperienced backcourt between A.J. Hogard, Hogard uh, Jaden Akins, Tyson Walker, Walker and uh, Max Christie. Um, I think they're going to need to rely on Max Christie, who looks like an absolute stud. Yeah. I was in following really Gabe. We've been Gabe Brown fans oh, yeah. since the Champions Classic. <laughs> yeah. And you've been 2018 or 19. When was <laughs> yeah. that? I think it was his freshman year. When you were a senior. It was yeah. Maxi. Uh, so, yeah. Quickly. It was, that's 18, right? <laughs> or 19. Um, it was 19. He's a dog. Was his freshman year. He's, he's, I mean, he had a great game against Butler. He's been awesome. Gabe Brown, for everybody unfamiliar, which is pretty much everybody, we just, a few of us were watching the Michigan State Kentucky game, I think, right? And yeah. we're just like, <laughs> this dude he was going comes off in for and, absolutely no reason. Yeah, he was going <laughs> off for no reason. Like, who is this? And we're just like, his name is Gabe. And ever since then, Gabe <laughs> Brown has been probably my favorite random basketball player and probably will be. But he actually looked phenomenal against Butler. So I'd like actually like to see him turn into a little NBA type player. And Michigan and he, State. They need some production from Hauser, too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Hauser looked terrible. Um, they should probably start Malik call over him to be honest or go small ball with Christie at the three and Gabe Brown at the four, but I'm not Tom Izzo and I'll trust Tom Izzo's coaching over mine. So where'd the other Hauser go? Uh, he went to Virginia, Virginia. but I think he's gone. Uh, it, they kind of like both simmered out after they left Marquette, which is kind of yeah. funny because they both left to like be like the stars on teams because they didn't want to play with Marcus Howard. And then they ended up both not looking very good without <laughs> Marcus Howard, ironically. Um, but probably worked out for the best for everybody involved because Marcus Howard stayed for another year at Marquette. And then the Housers got to go do nothing at two other schools. It's not like yeah. Marquette really did much. Anyway, I like, I like Christy a lot. Just quickly, yeah. I, I think he can kind of grow into that Aaron Henry role from last year, where not necessarily putting up huge numbers, but he facilitates and hits big shots when they need it. Um, he's definitely he's a freshman, so it's definitely going to be something that progresses over the year. But I think you know he's high recruit he's already shown some promise and it's a team that kind of needs to find that go-to scorer and playmaker and I think he's gonna fit into that role and work his way into being an NBA prospect yeah I was gonna I was I kind of wish AIDS was here because I was gonna ask I honestly think Max Christie could be a lotto pick by the end of the year um if he develops the way I'm thinking because his shot looked pretty solid uh six six He's a 6'6", like, combo guard. So I, he's got the perfect body type to be a lotto pick 
he shows any sort of promise on defense and he definitely looked good against Butler, but anybody looks good against Butler. So we can move on now. We'll move on to the big 12. Usually pretty solid last year. They had what, like 10 teams in the tournament, nine teams in the tournament this year, a little bit more of a down year. They have, they'll probably have four or five, I guess definitely four, maybe five, I'd say. Um, So we'll talk about the four and then I'll, we can talk about some of the other ones, but um, to start it off, got to talk about Kansas. They looked very good against the team we were just talking about, Michigan State. Haven't really had a test since in Tarleton State and Stony Brook, but they do play St. John's on December 3rd. Let's see where that game is. It is at the UBS Center. Where the fuck is that? It's at the that's, UBS uh, Center. That's the new uh, Islanders Arena, I think, in Why Long Island. Because well, that's brand strange. New. Anyway, they're playing there. And so it's a semi away for Kansas. That's just a straight up away game. That'll be a pretty good test, I think. Um, Kansas, and because I think, eh, I guess Michigan State's probably better, but St. John's is going to push them defensively a lot more than Michigan State probably did. Uh, Kansas brought back a lot of players from last year, pretty much all of their contributors. And they added some phenomenal players in Remy Martin. And who, they added one other guy. Who else did they add? You guys know off the top of your head? No. Uh, oh, wait, no. It was, it was Dewan Harris, but he just didn't play last year. Um, anyway, so these guys, I think the bit. Oh, it was Coleman Lance. That's who it was. Anyway. Oh, and Yasufu, the guy from Drake. I knew there were other guys. Come on, guys. Help me out. Anyway. Oh, got that. Is that that little guard from Drake who went off in the tournament? Yep. Oh, yeah, he's he a like, dog. And he he's threw it down. He had that. He had a poster, I'm pretty sure. Yasufu. I want. I watched like six play. Foot. What was it? USC. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that was the second round game because they they yeah. they were in the playing game. I think against Wichita State. Yeah. Does he? I wonder if he gets minutes. No. He does. Oh wait, no, he doesn't. He gets like he played six against Michigan State, eight against Tarleton State, and sixteen against Stony Brook. That's a That's tough kind of transfer. I think people like him should go to like a smaller school in a big conference. Well, like a... he also is only a he's a sophomore, so he's not necessarily okay. needing to play. And at Kansas, you never really play until your sophomore or junior year, anyway. But I think they'll need Wilson I think... to stay dominant and sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, not Zach Wilson. Um, what's his name? Um, what's his first name? Jeff or Jalen, 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 Jalen. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Wilson. Between him and Ochai Agbaji, I think those two guys can pretty much just lead them to. I think those two, that duo, is good enough to probably win Texas or uh, Kansas the Big Twelve. Yeah, Ochai is averaging twenty six points. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's been phenomenal to start the year. But a team that I do think can challenge Kansas is Texas. They didn't look good against Gonzaga, but if you look at this roster top to bottom, Kylie and I were talking about it. I mean, they don't really, they're so deep at every position and they don't have no holes. It's just more so they have a bunch of transfers. And I think those transfers yeah. are kind of the issue at the moment. Um, once those guys all play, um, get minutes together throughout the, non-conference season and working to the conference season, I think they're going to start clicking a little bit more. But what? why were you giving me like a side ask you? You didn't like ask you? What about <laughs> when you said the transfers are 
I thought you were going to say they're good. <laughs> they're still good. Askew's not bad. Who are the it other wasn't good for, I forget. For I remember Perry. seeing that graphic watching the game. Marcus Carr. Yeah. From, Allen um, from Timmy got, Allen. Timmy Allen Utah. from Utah. He's nice. And Trey Mitchell. He was from UMass. And Marcus Carr. Yeah, I said Carr, didn't I? Uh, and yeah, Christian just... Bishop from Creighton. Yeah. So between those guys, yeah, that's just deep. like they, I just they need, need a starting time. lineup for most college teams. They need teams. time and to then, mold. Then they bring back guys like Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey, Brock Cunningham, Jace Febers, Febris. I don't know how the fuck to say his name, but I I know Kylie and I were saying this too. I'll let you talk a little bit more about it. But Timmy Allen looked really good, Kylie. Yeah, he's a great shooter. I think that's going to be huge for them because Marcus Carr and Ramey can both. You know, drive and dish. They're not really – they can knock down shots, but they're not necessarily big-time three-point shooters. So, I think Courtney just Ramey having that offense – having that offense and him being a knockdown shooter is going to be huge for them. And, I, yeah, I just think they're really deep. A lot of new faces, new head coach. Even the guys that came back, they're playing for a new leadership. I think it's just going to take some time to mold. but. Definitely super talented. I think they'll find their groove, and I think I actually think the Big Twelve is not going to be that bad this year. I th- I oh. I watched West Virginia against Marquette, and they choked it away, but they honestly looked tough. They got, I mean, they're they always play that hard nosed basketball. Um, they lost a lot of key players, but I think some new guys are stepping into roles and. They've got a really good defender. I can't think of his name. It's tough to pronounce, but he's like a lockdown defender. And they were saying how when they asked people in the Big 12, like I guess at their media day, like the players that he was, he was like unanimously like the hardest guy to like go against when he's on defense. It's uh, Is this a guard? Is it Kedrian Johnson? It's Gabe Asaboyan. Oh, Gabe Asaboyan. Yeah. He's really he, he's good. Oh yeah, he's um, a stud. Now I also really like Oklahoma. Still, you know they got Porter Moser at coach. They got those Groves twins that were at like Eastern Washington that went off. Yeah, they're actually playing Jordan, pretty well for them. Jordan Goldwire plays for Oklahoma. Yeah, what the? They fuck? also got him. <laughs> I like I Gibson think, too. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Um, well, and then obviously Baylor. I haven't watched them play yet, but they got they lost a lot, but they still have some of those key pieces and obviously just won the national championship last year. So have that experience going into March as well. Yeah, poor Baylor. They lost Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, and Broke Shot Boy, that I forget his name. But they replaced him with James Akinjo and Kendall Brown. So James Akinjo for you who are not familiar, freshman of the year in the Big East, transferred to Arizona and then transferred to uh, to Baylor now. So he's an absolute beast. He's just as good, if not better, than like uh, Jared Butler was at um, his freshman year. I think Akinjo is going to grow into a great player. And they also have Kendall Brown, who's that five-star that they snagged, and they have Matthew Meyer. They have, they'll be fine. I don't love them as much as I did last year. Obviously, just the backcourt is just not as good. But Scott Drew's a great coach. 
Ken Palm right now, they're fifth in offense, sixth in defense. I expect that they absolutely just destroyed Stanford also this week, 86 to 48. So <laughs> we'll see how good they are on December 12th when they play Villanova. Who are those four and fifth teams you said? Obviously those Texas, Kansas, Baylor, and West Virginia. Oh, I was going to go Texas Tech. Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech's also still really good. Um, they got they they returned a bunch of players. They returned Terrence Shannon. They returned um, Kevin McCooler. Yeah, so they they returned two very good scores, and they added Kevin O'Banner from um, Oral Roberts, who was that big the big guy. Um, fuck, what's his um Max Abmus. It's yeah. like his partner in crime pretty much. So between those guys, I think they returned a very solid core. Um, we'll see how their new coach is. Obviously losing beard was a really big loss, but I, I still like Texas tech to make the tournament. I think they have a really solid core and I've seen no reason why they can't, but besides that, I don't really have high hopes for like Oklahoma state, for example, West Virginia, Oklahoma. I think, I think West Virginia probably sneaks into the tournament just because Bob Huggins is a great coach, but I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma state are going to struggle to make the tournament. I think they just end up losing out to all they're going to need to take one, one or two games from Kansas Baylor and Texas each. And I don't see maybe that happening for both of them, but we'll see. Um, But I'll take Kansas in the big 12. We also didn't give our big tensions, but I'm taking Purdue for that. I'm going to go with Texas for the Big 12, and I can't take Purdue, so I'm going to go with Michigan. They find a way to pull it out. Yeah, I'll be, I'm Kansas and Purdue. I think Kansas is going to be solid, and I bet you they get Jalen Wilson back Christmas. I'm assuming. Yeah. Once I they get Jalen Wilson the, back, they're going to be very good. I think he was only a three game, so he should be back next game. There we go. Similar to what Duke did. Van <laughs> <laughs> Caro did – it was just – whatever. All right. Um, we'll move on to the Garrett Amato Conference, and that would be the SEC, for those of you who don't know Garrett. He just a little fist bump because it seems that UK is pulling away from Albany, thank God. Yeah, not really. Garrett, <laughs> you want to give us a little crash court on UK? Yeah, I think we're well, obviously a lot better than last year. Last year we were kind of a bust. Our freshmen were kind of a bust. Boston wasn't good. Oh, no Terrence right. Clark, rest in peace, was hurt for the entire year. Askew was terrible. And pretty much our best player was Davion Mintz, who we have back, and he's probably our sixth or seventh best player this year. We have our freshmen, our tie tie. He's going to be our best player probably, or besides Oscar, I don't know. And Damian Collins and Bryce Hopkins, who's shown some improvement in the few games he's been in. Collins is a work in progress. He's like 6'10 and probably 135 pounds. And I'd say the transfers are going to be the biggest key to our success. We need Kellen Grady to shoot the threes at over 40%. And Oscar to average 16 and a half rebounds like he is now. And I think the SEC is You expect ours, him to – what? <laughs> so, <laughs> did you just say if Oscar averages 16 and a half rebounds, the SEC I think he'll easily average 15-plus rebounds easily. Easily? He had, he had 20 against Duke, 20 against scrub one, 20 against scrub two. 
and then he, I went to the game when they played Ohio on Friday, and he had 10 because he only played the one half. I think he can easily average 15 plus. He's a beast. He's got 11, 10 right now, and there's 17 minutes. What's their record? Severe Wheelers, and we're four, three and one. We'll be four and one after. No, 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 no. So I, I was like, what's the record for rebounds per game? I don't I'm know. I bet you back in the day, somebody was getting everything. He'll get the record for. He gets in a lot speed. of foul trouble, which is concerning. I don't know about that. That was. He didn't. How many did he have against Duke? Three. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. The one who was obsessed when he's with the... banging against like tough opponents it's in tough the SEC he's game. Five pounds with yeah, seven exactly. percent body fat. It's just. Refs just exactly. eat that up yeah. when they go flying. You saw the screen; they're going to fall down. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, enough talking about Kentucky. We're going to win the SEC. Oh, Tennessee is so. okay. I think Florida is pretty good. I love Arkansas. Alabama is just is good, just like they were last year. I think I honestly think there could be three teams in the Sweet 16 from the SEC. I think we're up this year. How many did we have last year? I think it was four, maybe. Maybe three. That sounds right. Well, okay. Let me look. I think Tennessee – okay, I do really – I really like Tennessee. I think they're a very solid team. They did get their shit kicked in by Villanova. But – Yeah, but Villanova's that good. I think Villanova's very good. I also think some of the guys that Tennessee's going to be relying on late in the season necessarily aren't the most prepared. Like Kennedy Chandler I think is going to be probably the – not the best freshman point guard, but he's going to be up there as probably a top five best freshman point guards in the NCAA this year. Kennedy Chandler's kind of got it all. He's only six foot, Fulkerson. so he's got a little. I love Fulkerson. I love Fulkerson. You love Fulkerson? What the fuck? Yeah. Why? I hate Tennessee, but I like Fulkerson. Just he's a beast. And he I just think they're really well rounded. I don't love. I don't know. I think they'll be solid. I don't know if they go Sweet 16 solid, but they're going to be very good on defense again, like always. Rick Barnes always got them, them boys on defense, but shit, I don't know. I think they need a step, like they need Santiago Vescovi, um, and what's – oh, Josiah Jordan-James, their five-star that's now a junior. I think he needs to take a step eventually. He's been – he's a very good do-it-all player. He just hasn't gotten that scoring aspect down yet, and I think if he gets that, he's going to be pretty solid. And then I, I'll just I'll talk a little bit about Alabama. Um, kind of know what you're going to get from Alabama. They're pretty much the same team as last year. Not returning the same players, but they're going to be playing the same exact way, just running gun on their coach offense. I love Nate Oates. Nate, o- Nate Oates is probably one of my. He's got to be a top three coach for me um, in terms of guys that I just like to root for. One because he's from Wisconsin, and two he just plays a really fun style of basketball. Um, Quinterly is going to have to Quinterly Shackelford and. Keon Ellis are going to have to lead this team. Um, I like J.D. Davidson, but I don't think he's got the offensive package yet to be, like, an impact freshman. Like, they kind of want him to be like Colin Sexton was. He does have the hair, but I don't think he has the (laughs) – I don't think he has um, the full package yet. His highest output for a game so far has been 12 against Louisiana Tech. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the one thing that I will say about Davidson that I have enjoyed is that he hasn't really forced a whole lot the most shots he's taken in the game is seven. So it's not like he's been forcing him, forcing it, which is good for them because they don't really need to because they got Quinterly, they got Shackelford, they got Keon Ellis. They have, oh, Darius Miles. Yeah, Darius Miles. Um, oh, and then they have Charles 
I don't even know how to say his name, Bediaco. He's just like a beast in the middle. So I think Alabama is really solid there. I don't think they're as good as last year though. Um, unfortunately, I think I do agree with you that Kentucky is probably the best team, but I want to hear Kylie's breakdown on Arkansas. Cause I know you're seething for it. And Auburn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about both of them. Uh, I actually have not caught an Arkansas game this year, unfortunately, but they were definitely one of my favorite teams to watch last year. And they brought back a lot of guys. Um, I love JD Note, who's kind of stepped into their main guy role this year after coming off the bench last year. He just is a volume scorer and makes plays for them. Um, they just have so much talent. Uh, I love their coach, Muscleman. He's the a great recruiter. He gets so many transfers that are actually good and makes them flow together. Um, I just think they're going to be really solid again. <clears throat> they definitely don't have like that Moses Moody this year, like top NBA talent, mm-hmm. but a lot of transfers like Chris Likes from Miami, who's a dog, Adis Tony from Pitt, who's very good. Um, just Stanley, just, it's Stanley and yeah. Moody. He's really yeah. good too. San Diego State. He's from yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not saying it's South Dakota State, different SDCs. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Devontae Davis was a five-star. So, there's really deep. And JT, JD Note, who I've loved since last year, I'm glad that he's finally getting the chance to be the guy, and he's really stepped up into it. So, I'm excited to see what they can do. I think they'll definitely be competing in the SEC this year. And then I'll also talk about Auburn. Um, got a potential top five pick in Jabari Smith, who's a beast. They also have J.D. Johnson. I think that's his name. From He's a Georgia transfer. He averaged 13 as a freshman last year. Katie. And now he's – yeah, K.D. Johnson. Um, then they also got Walker Kessler from UNC, who – was a big time recruit. He hasn't been doing that much, but I think he'll eventually find his role on the team and play better. And then we they also got Wendell Green, who we saw play at La Loon, the little guy. He's a transfer. I from can't believe he's so good. Eastern EKU. Kentucky, yeah. He's he's actually playing really well for them, which is exciting. Um, yeah, so I think. Auburn's going to be very competitive towards the top of the SEC this year. I don't think they necessarily compete for the SEC championship, but I think they're going to have a lot of wins over some of those teams that are competing this year, kind of uh, cause some chaos for seeding and maybe get a couple big wins in the tournament. You can so, never count for a lot. He's a, he's a great yeah, coach. Yeah. He's so a, He's a good – wow. That was nice of you to say, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like say that to he's me. Talking. He's talking. It's only because he's saying that about the SEC. He's just like, yeah, so the SEC. They great. actually play UConn um, on Wednesday, so that'll be a oh, first shit, real really? big test. That'll be it'll a be great a really game. good game. Yeah. All right, let me look. Oh, we got it. We'll do Florida. Florida doesn't really excite me though. I don't know why. I just look at the roster and I'm just like, eh. Like Colin Castleton's 
really good, but like I don't really he's not fun to watch for me. Yeah. As like, like I don't really pay attention player, to him. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean like he's an absolute stud. He's been great all season. But for me, Florida is going to be solid. Mike White's just not – he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. I don't think he's going to be able to lead them past any of the top-tier teams in the SEC. And that's kind of where I am on him. Um, I'm sure LSU will be good. Let's look at their roster real quick. Xavier Pinto. Oh. No, he's in the NBA. He tried to be. I don't know if he made it. Uh, Definitely not. So, oh, shoot. You know what? So, LSU would have been a lot better if – um, Ace Wolf didn't like tear his ACL. I think he tore his ACL. Oh, uh, I forgot about him. Adam Miller, for those unaware, um, Illinois former player. But Xavier, they have Xavier Pinson, Eric Gaines, Brandon Murray. Those guys are pretty solid in the backcourt. I actually, Eric Gaines is a clamp on defense. I really like him, but he's so skinny. I, he needs to grow a little more in order to be like an actually useful player. Darius Days, solid. Can't believe he's still in college. What the fuck? He's got to be like 35 years old. He's not, but he is. He had 26 against Liberty. So they've honestly looked pretty good. They beat the shit out of Liberty, and that's a pretty good win. They play Belmont on today. <laughs> they play Belmont today. They're probably playing him right now. I think it's Let's worth noting that Vandy is like historically bad and would probably finish fifth or sixth in the back. <laughs> Pippen's not just not the guy. I mean, Vanderbilt's just – it's unbelievable how bad an SEC school can be at every sport besides – Baseball. 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 Like, they're so bad. Okay, LSU Belmont just started. It's 11-9 to 9 right now. Um, also, I don't know if you guys are looking at the score, but the Illinois game, it's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. They I'm have two, score, two guys that have over 10 points, and that's it, and it's Kofi and What's Carbello, score? So They're down 22. They're... <laughs> so – just like we not just like we said, but like we said, Illinois really tough. Um, it's scoring, right? They just can't score. Yeah, highly. they gotta find yeah, their have, identity. Yeah, their their identity is going to be a hard nosed defensive team, but they they're gonna need to be able to score with that. And they their identity on the bulls. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right, we'll move on to my favorite conference, the Big East. Um, let's see. I, the Big East actually—they had a great. Yeah, I was gonna say they had a great start. Um, and funny enough, probably their best team is three and two right now, Villanova. Um, three and two. Granted, they have they, the most the craziest. Their two guys. losses. <laughs> their two losses have been to UCLA and Purdue, along with a win against Tennessee. Uh, and they still have Baylor to go. Wow, what a what a that is a non-conference schedule. But I like this Villanova team. I don't love them though. I think they have one. I think they have Gillespie and then Jordan or Justin Moore is just so inconsistent. Him and Caleb Daniels are so inconsistent with scoring. You just can't trust either of them to like consistently bring you 10 to 15 a game. Like either one of them can just go ice cold at any time. And whenever you're used to watching a Villanova team, like any of those teams that had like Brunson, Josh Hart, they always had two to three guys that could pop off at any time. I think they're going to be relying a lot on Jermaine Samuels and Colin Gillespie. And it's similar to last year where it was just Colin Gillespie and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So I don't know. We'll see with Villanova. Uh, They're going to win the big East like every other year, but past that, I don't love them to be like a national championship strong contender, but I really think 
they can grow into it. They just need one of those guys that I mentioned, either Justin Moore, Caleb Daniels, or Brandon Slater even, to be like a go-to scorer with, with Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels. Garrett, did something bad in Kentucky just happen? Kylie was right about Oscar's fouls. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's like it's just over the back every time because he's 255 pounds and 7% body fat. It's like they're going to fall down. Whatever. All right. All schedule is insane. Anywho. Unlike uh, Michigan, Kentucky, Ohio State, Texas. What are you saying? I think they're good. I think they're the second best team. Who? Nova? Seton Hall. Oh, Seton Hall. Yeah. I think they're better than UConn. I like the coach, too. Well, I mean, they're losing right now. To who? But Ohio State. They lost. Barely. Oh, they three lost. points. That, okay. Well, that's not a bad loss. I think – so, I was telling Kylie those two. I think they that Michigan loss is – going to end up looking really good for them, but I don't think – or win is going to look really good for them, but I don't think they're that good just because I look through this roster and I don't see, like I, I've been saying, like a go-to score. Like they have – who I wonder who led them in scoring tonight. I bet it was Miles Kale, I would guess, him or um, Jared Roden. But that's just what it worries me. Bryce Aiken has not looked good since he – Roden had 29. Roden had 29. What did Kale have? Two. <laughs> it's like he got hurt. See, he was one for three. Oh, weird. Well, he was playing in the second half when we saw him. But that's kind of my point, though. It's because, like, let's see. Because I'm pretty sure Kale had 16. Okay, everybody else didn't really do much. Yeah, Roden. So they're going to have to rely on Roden pretty much. I think Roden's probably their best player. What's that and tall guy's name? Ike Obiagu. He's a yeah. stud, but he has no he has no offensive capabilities whatsoever. I like Seton Hall. I, I could, I guess, I could see them taking second. I haven't watched Connecticut play yet, so I can't really talk on them too much. Has anybody watched UConn play? I've not. Who'd you say they played? We were just talking. They play Auburn on Wednesday. That'll be a banger. I know they got um, the uh, the Rhode Island transfer Tyrese Martin. I mean, they the should girls be good. Got smacked today. They did. Yeah. UConn girls, they lost by I thought Hallinan said it was South Carolina, who's yeah, crazy. They bring back pretty much. I'm looking at their roster. They brought back pretty much all of their important players besides Book Knight. So they should be pretty much the same team. Um, I'd look for maybe Jalen Gaffney or RJ Cole to maybe step up. I'm not really sure where they're going to get a majority of their scoring from, but I'm sure they'll get it from somewhere. Didn't they beat the absolute shit out of somebody? Yeah, like every team they played. 99 to 48, 89 to 54, 83 to 40, 87 to 63. That, I mean, Jesus. clearly they don't need to rely on one person if, if their teams are putting up that many points. So, I yeah. mean, I'm, I've been pretty – I think they'll be all right. And um, Hurley's a great coach. So, I'm no worries about Connecticut ending up – I think all three of those teams that we just mentioned are tournament teams, and I think – We'll Xavier. probably have two more, yeah. Xavier and St. John's. So, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about St. John's. I think they're going to be really tough this year. Uh, Champagny's an actual, absolute dog. Then they also got Steph Smith, who's really good. And who's the guy that got kicked out? Could have been a whole Montez different Mathis. game. 
Yeah. From Rutgers. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're really solid this year. I honestly think they could finish top three in the big East this year. Mm -hmm. They're, I think they're just going to be really good. And as long as they can ride the scoring of Champagny, I think they've got enough support staff along with him to, to really push towards the top of the big East. I also think Providence is really good. Um, Nate Watson has been eaten in the big East for a few years now. Um, Al Durham from IU is also playing really good right now, averaging 16. They still have AJ Reeves and then this Noah Horchler, who's averaging like nine and nine. So I think they'll also be very competitive. So bad last year. Oh my God. Noah Horchler. Really? It was terrible. Yeah, I remember watching him play against Butler, and he just threw up like four bricks in a row, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Awesome. Like, he was I think, I think after watching Wisconsin a little bit today, that winning at Wisconsin is pretty good. Pretty good win for Providence. Yeah, they play I don't think we can sleep tonight, on Marquette underdog. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, West Virginia, Miss, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, like we they did beat Illinois, but Illinois clearly is not, <laughs> isn't that good. Um, and also, Illinois didn't have Kofi for that game. But the Ole Miss game and the West Virginia game are definitely two pluses for Marquette. Uh, that made me more into like I, I'm a little bit more of a truther for Marquette. They're still Ken Palm still hates them for some reason. They're 75th on Ken Palm, which I think is a little Ken crazy. Palm's not the Bible. It's the Bible. Um, anyway. Daryl Morcel and Justin Lewis are going to make this team. And Shaka's Shaka turned him around. Shaka yeah. made Marquette what they used to be when they had Buzz Williams, just a hard-nosed defensive team. Yeah. I'm really excited to see that again because that's what I loved about Marquette is they just slapped the floor. They were like the slap the floor defense. I thought Wojo, I thought Wojo was going to keep that going, but he they just they looked terrible with Wojo, unfortunately. I think Morcel was the perfect transfer for Shaka Smart to kind of come in there, lead the – lead kind of by example on the court with his same energy, the hard-nosed player that Shaka wants the team to play like. I think he's a perfect mm-hmm. example, perfect leader for that squad. I So my mom was telling me, <laughs> she heard on the radio that apparently before they played Illinois, Marquette played Illinois, more so like got them in the huddle and just like, Listen, I've played Illinois for four years. I've never lost, and I'm not losing this year. So, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. badass. From like, that's a good senior leader, I guess, is what I'm saying. And yeah. then we'll briefly mention how bad our beloved Butler Bulldogs are. We cannot score an offense. It's officially a fire Laval time for me, and I've been probably one of the bigger Laval truthers. I just there's no offensive growth and. My Bible says that we're a hundredth on defense, so that's not ideal. Um, I'll take Nova number one, but I think St. John's is going to push for the number one spot. I think they're really good. I agree with Kylie. And then we know I think competitive got, got Nova. Hmm? I think it's really competitive. I think it'll be it a show, which might hurt for seeding, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of good teams. I think there's going to. I think I'll go Nova, UConn, Seton Hall, Xavier, St. John's, Providence, Marquette. Yeah, I think I think we get seven in. I think, I think that would be fair. That's fair. 
Do we have okay. seven my junior year? Maybe. I don't think COVID. Oh, yeah, that would have been a COVID year, so you had zero. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> ACC time. The ACC is down this year, lads, and they're down pretty bad. I think Duke's the only good team in the ACC. North Carolina, like I've been saying, frauds. Um, Virginia Tech's 5-0. You still I'm hate sure. Virginia they really Tech. Yeah, they're frauds, probably. <laughs> I mean, they have no good wins. But like I, I like Aluma, Storm Murphy. They have two Wofford players, so <laughs> we'll see. I think they'll probably. I think them and Florida State. I think the ACC probably gets four teams in. I think it'll oh, be Duke, shit. Virginia Tech, Florida State, and North Carolina. <laughs> Just because North. Who? What do you mean bullshit? Low or bullshit high? Louisville shit. I didn't say Louisville, Louisville. was getting in. I know, you I think they're going to get in? No, I was saying they barely shit. beat Detroit. Yeah, I was gonna say they're terrible. They lost to Furman or who they well, might be Furman. Yeah, you're right. Stop, stop, stop. Is UK doing something bad? So I'm saying stop. No, you said Furman's good. They are good. <laughs> I mean, oh, they lost to Navy. What the fuck? Navy's a dog. They beat yeah, Virginia. Well. Virginia. Anyway. Smart. Yeah, Virginia is bought, and that's they're not making the tournament. It might be the but, worst but Power that's Five team this year. Conference. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, Pitt. Pitt is the worst Power Five team, and I don't even think it's close. I think Baylor <laughs> will blow them out. No. Uh, Vanderbilt. That would be a great Vandy, game. <laughs> Vandy would beat Pitt, I think. Yeah. Well, because Vandy at least has an NBA player potential. No, he's not. Not after this year. Really, you're that low on early, but like I watched one of their games and he was like two for 12 and he was chucking the VCU game. That's actually a really bad loss because VCU is not very good this year. And they scored 37 points. Yeah, that was the VCU game. It was 48 to 37, to be fair. So it's not like VCU was blowing them out. It was 11. Yeah, but that just shows you the VCU is not good either. Well, yeah, no, VCU lost both their starting backcourt. <laughs> like they both tore their somethings. Anyway, ACC, I don't really have much to say about the ACC besides I think Duke looks really good and the rest of the ACC looks not very good. I think Duke's going to, like, walk through this conference with ease by, like, I think they win by, like, I, I can see them losing, like, two or three games. They'll probably lose at Florida State and at Virginia Tech. Dang, and then one good. stupid game. Well, I'm saying conference games. Yeah. That's, wait, is that Friday I'll go, this weekend? Yeah, it's Friday. Um. Duke will also lose to NC State. At NC State. Those are the three losses. That's random. I'm just talking. Why NC State? They all. They, whenever they're good, they lose to NC State. When NC State's not very good, that's just how it is. Just trust me. Anyway, I know this is running a little long, so we're gonna move a little quicker. Anybody got anybody other than Duke for the ACC championship? No. 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 Florida State. Yeah, that would be the only. But like, Florida State's not even. I mean, I can see North Carolina racking up some wins in this conference, even though they're not very good. They're not as good as they have been, but yeah, I agree. I think it's going to get inflated. I think they'll get inflated because the ACC is so down this year. Um, They'll get the wins to make it into the tournament. But I, I, like I said, I'm not very high on North Carolina at all. I think they're pretty average. They're like a 10 to an 11 seed. Um, Maybe they could get better, but they just can't guard anybody. Do they play UCLA in that CBS Classic? I don't know if that's a probably. Thing. I think. No, that they got rid of. Oh, they do. Yep, December eighteenth, they play North Carolina. Yeah, 
And speaking of UCLA, good transition, Garrett. We're moving on to the Pac-12. We're moving out west to UCLA, USC. Okay, so I'm looking at this conference, and I'm looking at – I'll go four. Four guaranteed here. I think UCLA, USC, Arizona, and Oregon are definitely getting in. Or definitely, I think those are all four tournament teams. Obviously, it's super early, but just based off of their team, I can see that. And then after that, Washington State's apparently the fifth best team in this conference. Uh, so if that's their fifth best team, that's kind of my feeling towards the Pac-12. And one other thing, I think Arizona State. This is this is a big year for uh, the other Hurley, Bobby Hurley, because they've been underperforming consistently for about three or four years now and obviously the roster isn't as good but he's still like this is a pretty bad pack 12 like usual i think he needs to make the tournament this year in order to save his job otherwise he's gonna be on the hot hot seat but we can talk about the tournament teams so we got ucla who's gonna be playing gonzaga tomorrow garrett tell me about how why johnny juzang is just an absolute stud now because he left i called him clay in big blue madness in 2020 10 or whenever that was and he's didn't do shit at uk transfers transfers to ucla and lights it up so so do you think that's because of coaching do you think uh yeah Cal Cal, just a bad Cal coach? Back. Cal's, Cal's yeah. terrible coach no he's legit he needed to go home be with his family but he's good and oh shoot what's a jack what's his name jaime hawkway's Hacquez, yeah, he's a dog. And I'm, I love UCLA. They're in my final four. I really – I think Jimmy – or Jamie or Hami. I think Jacquez is probably – I he's one of my favorite players in the NCAA to watch as well. He's just such a versatile player. He can play like one through four pretty much, and he's just such a good playmaker. The Gonzaga-UCLA game tomorrow is going to be an absolute banger. And – I think I'm going to lean Gonzaga, but I, it's going to be really close. So Vegas. I take me, back what I said about JD. I think Tiger might have better hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Schultz have watched USC. I I like their team this year. Um, they still have the other Mobley brother who's really good. Who is that? Is it Goodwin? That trans- good win. Yeah, he was eaten in the game that we were watching. Um, Florida Gulf Coast, who is their coach's uh, former squad. So it was a big game. Ended up winning by 17, but um, they also have Boogie Ellis and Drew Peterson, who was pretty solid last year in their run to the Elite Eight. Um, they, I mean, they're returning a lot of guys except Obviously, Evan Mobley, which is a big piece to lose, but I think in the Pac-12, with it not being super strong, should be one of the top top three teams. I would say. Um, obviously, I definitely think UCLA is by far the best team, but I really wouldn't count out USC either. I agree. And then I haven't seen Arizona play yet, but. Just based off of what I've read about them, um, Tommy Lloyd's got them playing. They're I don't. Really did you big. watch the Wichita State game? I watched who they played before Michigan. Wichita State. 
Yeah. They're huge. Yeah, they play through this they're... like seven two guy that's that eats. Christian Coloco Loco. Yeah. Coloco. Yeah, I mean, he had 28 against Michigan, so he just absolutely devoured Hunter Dickinson. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty crazy. That's awesome. I, I think they're going to be really fun to watch. It's nice to see Arizona back and not with a hateable head coach. Um, I know I'll be rooting for Tommy Lloyd, Gonzaga, assistant coach. Um, obviously, he's been under a great head coach, and he's turned into a great head coach himself. So go Tommy Lloyd. And then Oregon just also – they're, so they have a give me game tonight against Chaminade and they'll move on to the winner of St. Mary's versus Notre Dame. And then event, they're, I, I'm assuming, I don't want to be premature here, but I'm assuming they'll end up playing Houston in the championship in Maui, which is in Las Vegas, but Oregon got absolutely blown out against BYU. So we're going to have to see, uh, I'm going to take a rain check on any Oregon um, talk. But, I mean, so looking at their roster, I have no idea how they lost so badly. I think it's a similar situation to um, whatever team I said. Shit. Who had a bunch? Oh, Texas. Texas with the transfers. I think it's a similar situation there because they have um, Syracuse transferring Quincy Gurrier, Davion Harmon from Oklahoma, um, uh, Eric Williams, Duquesne, and Rivaldo Soros. So, I mean, four of their starters are – transfers that have played either one or no years at Oregon. So I think between those guys, they're going to have to start getting, they're going to start clicking. And Dana Altman's also one of the most underrated head coaches in the NCAA. So I'm thinking he'll get his guys going. They have the talent, didn't get the result. And it was a really, really bad result, but they did get a good win against SMU just prior to that. So, I mean, it's not all bad for Oregon. Um, we'll see how they look against Houston. Cause that, I think, I think that's going to be the next time we see them play a good team. Uh, but yeah, Oregon should be in the tournament. I have no idea what else to talk about for the Pac-12. They play basketball too late. They shouldn't start their games at ten thirty. I guess I, I couldn't even t- I couldn't tell you one thing about Washington State or Colorado. <laughs> so we're gonna move on. Uh, I'm taking UCLA in a landslide. Also, anybody have anything else for that? I wish UCLA. Oregon State still had Ethan Anderson. No, that that's a USC guy, Ethan Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, he was Not he out. was so fun to watch. That was such a fun like run. They just oh. came out of nowhere. <laughs> 12 seed. Oh my god. You just traded for Saquon Barkley? Yeah. You were just making that move while we were why? Why did Aiden do that? That's a terrible trade. Saquon Barkley for Robert Tunyon, Josh Jacobs, 2024 Robert first Tunyon. round, 20, 2024 it's second dynasty. round, and 2023 fourth round. Aiden, we'll have to talk about that. That is not a good trade. Bro, what? Anyway, we'll move on. I'm kind of, that, that bummed me out. Fuck you, AIDS. Um, we'll go to high majors or high mid majors. So good teams, bad conferences. That's pretty much what I'm talking about here. We got Houston, Gonzaga, St. Bonaventure, Memphis, Loyola, BYU, Colorado State. Let's rank them. Loyola good again. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. 
All right. So I think what I want to do here is we'll just rank them. Obviously, Gonzaga is number one. Memphis number and two. And then, oh, see, that's where you're already. Memphis over Houston. Two. Yeah, Memphis over Houston. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, Houston's, what? Houston's good, but I put Memphis over Houston. Why? Right. They're stealing UK's recruits. No, we didn't need them. You didn't need Jalen Duran? Not necessarily. <laughs> Until Oscar gets in foul trouble immediately. Stop. <laughs> we have the number one overall crew coming in a couple weeks. So, oh, sweet, man. He's 17. Okay. Well, anyway, Those Houston, look, I, I think Houston, Houston and Memphis are both going to be really fun to watch this year. And they pretty much play the exact Especially same. Especially when they style. play each other. Yeah. I just think Houston's guard depth is I not the guard depth. I think their guards are just better. I think what's his face is just I, I don't know how you guard Marcus Sasser. I was watching him today and he didn't even look like he was trying. I'm sure he put up like ten to fifteen points, but like he could have easily dropped thirty on Butler and it wouldn't have been difficult for him. And they defensively so they they play fast and their defense just gets after you. I think and that's honestly how Memphis plays too. So between those two teams, it's gonna be a really fun it's going to be really fun to watch. I, I like Houston a little bit more. I just, I trust Kelvin Sampson as a coach a lot more than I trust Penny Hardaway as a coach. Um, but I think both of these teams are really good. Memphis is super talented. They're super deep. They have the number two. Yeah. So they're number two in tempo in the NCAA Memphis is surprisingly Houston plays slower than I was expecting. They, they actually have one of the slowest tempos, which after watching them play Butler, you would not expect that. But I think it was also just because Butler was absolute dog shit today. But all right. So I think Kylie and I outweighed you, Garrett. So we're going to put Houston. Okay, we're two. Two. all said and done. <laughs> okay, sassy fans. Jesus Christ. Um, all right. So the next one's Bonnie's, BYU, Colorado State, and Loyola. Those are the next ones that I have. I think the Bonnie's are next. Yeah, I agree. They've had some questionable games, but I just think yeah, um, they're they're led by they seniors. They're in the A ten, so they play like they'll play like Richmond and other teams. You're familiar with Richmond, I think, right, Garrett? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> 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 but anyway, uh, I think the Bonnies are good. Suni's really good. He's just a force. And then their guards, right? I was actually pretty impressed with their guards. Uh, what's his name? Um, there's a few. Lofton. Yeah, he's so good. Lofton and Holmes are both fun to watch. I like their backcourt a lot. And then Sunny is just an absolute beast. Yeah. So I, I literally they're Miles one to watch. Turner. Yeah, he really is. I, I don't think he's as mobile though. But he's he's a force. I like the Bonnies a lot. Um Tom Fritz has them in the final four already, <laughs> which I think might be a little bit of an overreaction, but you never know. <laughs> I would say uh, right. BYU's next. They had yeah, a huge I, blowout win. Yeah, I think BYU's – I think they're really good. I honestly was thinking they could maybe be above the Bonnies. Yeah. Um, just because I – shoot, what's his name? Alex Bar- Barcelo, the Arizona yeah. transfer. He's he's just he's been amazing. Like, I, don't, I have no idea why, but he's just been – let's see, what did he – he put up 25 against stomp? Oregon. Oregon. Oh, yeah. And then they beat San Diego State and they beat Cleveland State, who's probably going to be solid in the Horizon League. So they already have three very good wins in their first three games of the season. 
Um, and then, I mean, they'll, they'll be playing Gonzaga twice. So we'll really see how good they are against a good team um, pretty soon here, but not pretty soon in a little bit. Oh, they play Creighton December 11th. I like BYU by about 30 in that game. And they play Utah State. That should be solid as well. Yeah, Utah State's really good too. And they play at Utah. So they have some solid games left for non-conference. Oh, they actually have one of my sleepers for like small mid-major teams, Weber State. They play them. Um, That'll actually be a really good game. They play Weber State on December 18th. So watch out for that game. Um, I would like, I would take, probably take Weber State spread on that, depending on what it is. Pretty sure it's Weber. I don't think you're right. I think it's Weber. Yeah, I think it's Weber. I'll ask Dame. All right. And then, so BYU, I'm going to go Colorado State, but no, actually, I'm going to go Loyola. I think Loyola is better than Colorado State. So Colorado State's down 14 right now to Northeastern. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Damn. All right, I was going to shout them out because they look really good to start the yeah. season. They have Nico Medvedet as their head coach, and he's been phenomenal for them. But I'm, I'm sure they'll – how much time yeah. left? It's first half, five uh, minutes. They're, they're, they're probably fine. But they, who's their – is it David Roddy? Who's their Roddy. really good player? Yeah, yeah. This guy is an absolute stud. Garrett, are you familiar with David Roddy? Never heard of him. He's like kind of oh. short and a little bigger, but like he hoops. <laughs> He's, he had 30, no, on Colorado, uh, Colorado State. State. He had 36 against Creighton, 30 <laughs> against Bradley, and 28 against Arkansas Pine Bluff. He's a bucket. Yeah. He's a bucket yeah. and a half. <laughs> he, was, he was seven for 10 from three against Creighton. Uh, Is that right? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. He's spicy. Dude, before that, he had only attempted 10 three-pointers, and then he went 7 for 10 in the next game. That's crazy. Anyway, I like them. I think they're going to be good. Apparently, still a work in progress, but I, Roddy's obviously one to watch. He could end up being yeah. first or second team All-American. And then Loyola, you kind of know what you're getting from them. They returned a lot of their players besides Cam Crutwig, uh, but they returned like Lucas Williamson and Braden Norris, who are who are both very important players on that team last year. I think Tate Hall was as well. Yeah, Tate Hall was pretty important last year too, and Marcus Kennedy. Oh wow, they returned Kennedy too. So they re- so they, they returned a lot of. Did they just players. hire one of the assistants? Yeah, they have Denzel Valentine's brother as the coach. Yep, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so I, they're going to be good. Um, they actually play in a very it's going to be a very competitive conference in the Missouri Valley because this is a little segue into some other mid majors that we can talk about. Um, Drake looking good again this season. They're going to be go. probably looking at an at-large possibility if they don't get in over Loyola. I think NBC could possibly be a too, too big conference again. Um, I don't know. Who else do we want to talk about? I The only other team that I think we should definitely talk about is Iona because I think they're going to be a very good mid-major team as well. They've looked very I good thought, in all their games. I thought Belmont would be good, but they're getting smacked by LSU and they lost to Ohio. I was going to tell you, Ohio is actually pretty solid. Um, like I said, Garrett, I said they were going to cover. And they they didn't, but smacked <laughs> they almost did. They didn't smack him in the first half, though. Got Oscar. Whatever. Um, Why? Because foul trouble. He had two fouls in the first forty seconds. 
So he does get in foul trouble. Got it. He ended up with three, <laughs> but it's okay. Anyway, I like I like Ohio's squad. I just I don't know why. I think they're going to be solid. I think Colgate's going to be pretty solid. Weber State's going to be solid. New Mexico State's going to be solid. Those are all teams that I'm looking out for. Santa Clara also absolutely smacked Stanford. Um, so I mean, the West Coast Conference is actually going to have some solid teams. We're kind of jumping all over the board here, but like I said, Iona, they're going to be they're going to be a problem. They play Bama on Thursday, and I honestly think that's going to be a closer game than people think. Um, but anyway, we'll get a little more into mid majors later. I think, um, once they kind of take form, uh, so to wrap it up here, let's do some predictions for the end of the season. We'll start with player of the year. Who, who are we thinking? I'll go first. I'll go Timmy. Easy. You're going to go Timmy. He's a beast. It's a good shot. Good shot. Kylie. I'm going to go with. Johnny Juzang. Johnny Juzang. All right. And then I'm just going to go with the the pod favorite of Jade and Ivy. I don't think he's actually going to win it. I think it's going to be Timmy, but I like to be different. So I'm going to go. I really appreciate you not saying Paulo. I like Paulo, but I don't think he's going to be that good. I don't think he's going to be putting up the numbers for that. Um. All right. And then final four. Obviously, we don't know the bracket, so we can't really guarantee this, but let's go final four teams. Just based off the first couple weeks. Who wants to go Gary, first? Gary can start. Me? Gary can start. I can go Gary. first. Gary can start pretty first. straightforward. I was going to say Purdue. I'll give you Duke, Kentucky. I have to. And Gonzaga. Purdue, Duke, Kentucky, Gonzaga. Okay. I'm going to go with Gonzaga, UCLA, Duke, and Texas. Okay, let's try to be a little different here. <laughs> Fuck, but I three of the, I, like you know what? I'm just gonna do it because I like these are the four. But these are the teams that I I think these are the four best teams in the nation right now. So I'm gonna go with them: Gonzaga, Purdue, UCLA, and Duke. But I like I like um, Houston and Memphis as sleepers. I think they're both really Kansas, good too. too. Kansas is going to be very good, but I think, like I said, those are my, that's my prediction. We'll see. Anyway, any closing thoughts, Garrett, Kylie? No, it's going to be a fun season. TJ, I think it's a lot more balanced team than last year. What'd you say, G? It's a lot more balanced than last year. Last year was just Baylor Gonzaga. Now it's, I think, just some competition. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think there's not a, there's not a clear cut one too. Um, However, I do think after this week, we're going to see how good Gonzaga actually is because they are playing UCLA and Duke back to back. Yeah. So that's, that's brutal. Then they go to, and then they play Bama on the fourth. Yeah. So Jeez. then they play Texas Tech on the 18th. So to all you Gonzaga haters out there, oh, they don't play in a great conference. Look at their fucking non conference of every good team that could possibly be. That's how, that's how Gonzaga is. And that's why. They built up the program they have, and they're what Butler wants to be. Anyway, another episode of Six Inside. Hopefully, we'll be back to a weekly basis. It's been kind of crazy with moving and stuff for Kylie and I, especially. But we'll try to get back. Maybe Seattle will have power out in the woods in <laughs> Seattle. I don't know. He he was he had lost power, so hoping for that. Aiden, 
I'll have a word with you after this about that fucking <laughs> trade, boy. And uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. College basketball is back.